All right. Quarantine. I think this is episode five. I think we're in day 2,400 of the lockdown. Uh, and we're all getting a little bit crazy. So we brought on maybe the craziest person we could find in the entire ball hockey community. Uh, I'm sure most of you guys already know him. You've seen him with the disco ball. James Brown, Ottawa Godfathers. Thanks for joining us, bud. Thanks for having me, boys. So how you been, man? What's, uh, what's, what's life like in your world? We see you got the nice little backdrop there. You got a nice little collage of uh, memorabilia. Yeah, I heard you guys ripping on my jerseys there about how heavy they were. They've withstood, though, the test of time. And, and when you go to like a national tournament here, you have to have long sleeve, right? So in deck, you short sleeve for sure. So we're on our way to those. You know, when we first started, we, uh, our very first time going to Philly, we didn't have jerseys. Uh, we, would, we stopped at the, the Target and uh, bought 20 white Hanes t-shirts and Sharpies. And we draw a smiley face on our chest and uh, draw numbers on the back. You should uh, do those in a Jersey style, but bring them back as a throwback, like a one-off tournament. Like, so when you go back to Philly, wear those like yeah. the first time. Maybe, like have you know, somebody's we'll, daughter we'll, draw we'll, it we'll, and then get it put on. Maybe when we come to Iowa for the deck tourney, we'll have them for that. Oh, he does listen. I like it. There we I'm go. I'm telling you, boys, I listen. I listen. Dude, we're, supposed, we're not travel. supposed to pitch that until the second half of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely love to travel, so it, it'll be our, uh, our godfather. Yikes. Uh, so I, how, how, I, how much do you guys travel is what I was going to ask. Like, what, what's your guys' reach? Or, like, how many tournaments a year? Because we see you guys at, at a good number of them. Well, one year we did uh, Harrisburg, Philly, Pittsburgh, Barrie, Boston, and Niagara. And then we mix in some uh, of our own provincial uh, tournaments. And I played Masters as well. So I went to uh, Masters. I played Worlds at Masters. So uh, I was playing a We love to play. Like, we just love the reason to get away and play and party, right? Well, then uh, you definitely need to make your way to Iowa. Yeah, that's what I heard. I was sick place to party. Don't do it. I don't, know. I don't know the difference from one to the other. Try Is there bars life. there? A bridge. Is there bars in Quad City? Are there bars? There... It's mostly bars. Yeah, like places <laughs> to go party? Oh, yeah. <laughs> go like three. <laughs> no, uh, I think there's, prob there's probably five or six bars in that walking distance go. of the rig. Can say there's probably ten bar owners that play. Yeah. Okay. No, that's like, good. They'll have your vendors. What are the police like there? If you're playing deck hockey, they play deck cool. hockey. They play deck hockey. Okay. Yeah. Well, we would no, go like, to uh, we go to the Tampa tournament and uh, like five times. And those five times, four times, we were involved with the police, so. <laughs> we try to stay away from those guys. All in good, like never a ticket, nothing. But I was gonna say none of them were your fault. <laughs> no, no. Well, One time we got robbed at our hotel. No way. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. We were at this little, little tiny uh, motel in Tampa because uh, we always stayed in Tampa the Thursday night, and then we go to Clearwater on the uh, on the Friday or until the Monday. But uh, so we stay in this little hotel. There's four of us. And one of us, one of the guys is not supposed to be, he's supposed to be at work in Montreal, but instead he's saying he's working from home. And uh, so we had his laptop, everything. And we're just chilling by the pool. Our, our room is right across from the pool. So our doors are open there, whatever. And uh, we go out to our parting, uh, get back at like three in the morning. And uh, my buddy Brian goes, uh, Browner, did you shut the door? I'm like, yeah, of course, of course I did. And then we just pushed the we just pushed the door a little bit, and it just opens, and our room's been ransacked, and the uh, the hinge is all busted. Uh, his gym bag's gone, laptop's gone, iPad's gone. Uh, like it was ridiculous. We're just like, what the freaks? All the police and the whole there, and he's like. Uh, 
uh, well, are you sure you locked the door? I'm like, it's busted from the inside. And I don't even know why you care. I'm drunk. It's 3 a.m. I was like, I don't even know why you care. Like, it's not like you're going to try and, like, find the guy. It's it's done with now. It's like, you listen here, mister. I don't know how police work in Canada, but in the States, we try and find our criminals. Get outside. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And my <laughs> hold is like, Brownie, get away from him. Get away from him. But I'm just like, whatever. I'm drunk. And next thing you know, a forensic van shows up. They dust for prints everywhere. Uh, and then one of our, the guy that had most of his stuff stolen, they took his wallet, they took his credit card, and he has like an alert. So it keeps alerting. He's at McDonald's. He's at 7-Eleven. So the cool cop goes. So we end up going to get in another room, sleeping over. We're on our way to Clearwater, or we might have even been in Clearwater, and get a call from the cool cop. He's like, hey, man, uh, we went to the hotel. We showed a picture of the guy from the footage from the 7-Eleven. Turns out it's like the groundskeeper's nephew. Uh, so we're on our way to his house now, and uh, uh, we'll let you know. Call back. We get the bag of laptops. The guy has everything. He's like, oh, he has to talk you. We're like, what the hell? <laughs> so hey, that's our uh, cop, one of our cop stories <laughs> yeah you're breaking up a little bit on the yeah. connection oh that's gonna so, be the oh, most shoot. interesting story ever because you get right to no, you get right to a, a spot where you're like well yeah and then we talk to the cop and and then it starts to chop up <laughs> and you can't quite hear what you're saying and then you go and, and then it cuts back to you we can hear you perfectly clear and you're like that's when the forensic fan showed up and i was just like whoa whatever led us to the forensic fan must have been crazy <laughs> All right, we had some technical difficulties there, but we're back with James Brown. We're going to find out why he's not in some sort of American holding cell down in Florida. <laughs> they did. <laughs> but, uh, no, you, we got you. We got you back on the phone, so we can we can hear you loud and clear now. Good, sweet. They did ask us to go back and testify against the guy. Like we're going to make a flight to Tampa just to testify against some guy. <laughs> the point That's is, they called him for that one. Hey. It's like, yeah, can we just call in? Like, I'm not, no, I'm not flying halfway across the continent. Yeah, are you guys going to pay for it? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Not worth it. Yeah. They could plan it, they could have planned it around the next tournament. Maybe we consider it. Unbelievable. But so yeah. you, you were kind of talking about how you guys, uh, you know, your first tournament or whatever, drawing the smiley faces on the jerseys and whatever. Uh, but how did the guys on the team, uh, how does everybody know each other? Do they go out and grow up playing together and then decide to form a team? Or has this whole been, you know, kind of just a product of we want to go play in a tournament, we got to pick some guys up, and now we're all buddies? No, well, we all, like uh, the core of us, like me, Ant, and Holden, uh, you know, we've known each other since, I guess, 02, 03, and then um, – we started playing more and more and uh, like our on different teams coming together, playing together. And sorry. And then, um, uh, yeah, then we just like the team started to change, you know, you'd have like, you know, five guys would go play with another new five guys. And we just started picking up and, but we all actually hang out so much together. It's ridiculous. Like the entire, like a team of 20, I'd say uh, 14 of us, you know, 12 of us see each other in an awful, awful, so it's a lot of fun. That's the best part about it. That's legit. Well, tell us tell us about some of the off uh, off the rink activities because you guys are, uh, I guess, multi sport athletes. We'll call it that. <laughs> we do have a softball team. That's weird. Take the boom. We took the boombox to our provincial tournament for softball, and the softball team has like six of our ball hockey guys on it, and uh, we go into the. <laughs> You go to the, we have the tuxedo t-shirts, everything. And you see the A players looking at us from like the lowest division. We're like, when we play ball hockey, we're in the top division. This is so weird to be on the other side. But we went into the rink where the big party is like supposed to be. And uh, they turned the music off that they were playing. Because we had the boombox going. We had the women's team start partying with us, dancing on tables. You know, it's always the, everywhere we go, that boombox is like a magnet for fun. We, yeah. we actually, I've actually... I've actually like coat checked it at bars in uh, in Niagara. I, I I go to the bar, I go right to the bounce. I go, man, this thing is a killer. Once the party's over, can you watch? I'll give you twenty bucks. 
yeah, dog, I got you. And like, they hide it off for me. End of the night. And uh, this one time in particular, we, uh, we come out of the bars, the country bars, like 2.30 in the morning. We go across the street from the bar in an open parking lot. I turn on the boombox, start playing country music. People coming out of the bar all come over to the parking lot. We're in the parking lot for another hour, having people dancing, hooking up, like, like meeting people that they didn't see in the bar. And then finally this cop rolls by at like 3.30 in the morning. He's like, what the hell are you guys doing? I was like, man, uh, nothing. We're leaving. He's like, it's 2.30 in the morning. It's three thirty. He just loses it on us, and uh, but then he lets us go. Like, what's he gonna do? Arrest like fifty people? It's literally fifty people in a parking lot, three thirty, dancing and partying. <laughs> yeah, for those for those that don't know what he's referring to, when the Godfathers roll into a game, they've got like a rolling boombox with a disco ball on it, and they show up with their own pregame, basically, uh, soundtrack and light show. It's utterly fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and you and you and you know when our tournament's over because you'll hear the Celine Dion's Titanic rocking when they're, ah. they're walking off the floor. Yeah, uh, my heart will heart go on. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I hear it too much. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, How did that whole thing start? Was that your idea? Uh, the boombox. Yeah, the boombox. The, the boombox was uh, one of our players, Lemay, had bought it, and uh, once I saw it, I was like, that thing's amazing. You got to bring that to Philly with us. We brought it and uh, we were in the hotel getting ready to go to the game. I was like, why don't we just like bring it with us and have our own warm up music and then we can put on whatever we want. And uh, he was totally cool with it. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so uh, the next, that was that first moon box was only used for that tournament. Then somebody else bought it and we destroyed his within about three months. Uh, I probably still owe him one. I've been through about seven or eight of them. Oh yeah, like they don't. Holy they cow. take the the one that I have right now. It's got like a wood base block built on it with extra industrial wheels. Like it's it's ridiculous. I had a brand new one that I would had in the back of our van on our way down. Like brand new, not even used yet. And somebody opened the back and it fell out and smashed the front. But the disco ah. ball is still good, so it was a good part. Like it's still good. And I wouldn't seen a women's team in uh, Philly, they actually emailed me after the tournament and told me uh, they had just ordered one online and they wanted me to know that they loved it and they weren't trying to copy us. They just wanted to have fun too. And uh, I said, go for it. Enjoy it. Oh, yeah. When I see people with boom boxes or anything on the floor, I always like give a little smile. I think we started that. <laughs> You're an inspiration to the world. But then I'd say probably the second thing, the second thing you guys are the most famous for, even though we kind of ragged on you for the material or the jerseys that everybody can see behind you. Um, so how did you guys go from the smiley face Hanes t-shirt with Sharpie on it to a beautiful powder blue, something very formal? Yeah, it's like, uh, well, we had come up with the names of Godfathers first. And, uh, and then uh, I think it was LeMay again, or he, he just showed me a picture of uh, the black tuxedo ones. And so we emailed one of my buddies who does jerseys and stuff. And I was like, can you get these for us? He got the black ones. Two years later, we got the white. The blues we got from uh, a Quebec company. Uh, so those ones are actually a lot lighter and more comfortable. Uh, and then the red ones we got, that company changed to their supplier. So we got these red ones we we never get to wear because they're way, like those are heavy. Uh, and there's no, like, there's no breathing in especially in the summer, eh? Like when it's hot, it's not fun. Yeah, I saw those when, uh, before we had started recording, it had gotten off and it was like, why aren't you wearing those? They're utterly fantastic. They're like a- The Don Cherry one? Don Cherry looking. Yeah. Yes. yes. And I, uh, I actually uh, designed it too. So see, we did it with uh, the Canadian flag. You can kind of just see it sticking out like it's uh, underneath the, the jersey, right? Like it's a t-shirt underneath. They're pretty sick. I love them. But unfortunately, they just, <laughs> they don't go anywhere. <laughs> they just weigh your bag down. Yeah, you guys should get an orange one, too, with to counter the baby blue and just go full on Dumb and Dumber and commit to it. Oh, yeah, we've had that yeah. talk, too. There's uh, two guys arguing. One wants St. Patty's Day, and the other one wants the orange Dumb and Dumber. Ooh, the St. Patty's St. Day. Patty's sweet. Day like a plaid? Down. Yeah, yeah, plaid. Green, a little bit of yellow, orange. We'll, Ooh, see, we'll only get to wear it one day a year, though. That's, That's all you need. It's the, yeah. 
<laughs> well, Mike, you went out on St. Patrick wore our jerseys, our two-plus jerseys. Yeah. Dude, I had a guy offer to buy the Mafia jersey off me. Oh, that's it. He was like, where do I get that? Yeah, our, uh... Oh, what? You just have one already? And that's all the time it took? <laughs> well, no, it's one that I was looking at getting done for us. But it's, uh, yeah. The go- I wear it for goalie. It's kind of become my life, is, uh, the tuxedo thing. I guess it's only cool to me, but I tell them. No, it's best dress, best dress team in the league comes out. Everybody knows you're there, and then you come out and you're like you're in for, you're in formal wear. Yeah. Plus, it works. <laughs> if you need to go go to a wedding, throw out a hockey jersey, you're good. Like you don't have to change. Wait, so how do other teams? How do other teams react? Is what I was say. So I'm not cutting you off. Well, it always. Uh, like people love it, right? Like it, it makes people friendlier with you right away. So like when they see like how many guys come like will come by, you know, not just me, like different players, people watching the games will just go by like, I love your jerseys. Like and it's just like if it's another team saying it, like you've already developed rapport with somebody you haven't even played against, right? Like I always joke that uh, in our league there was this one team that's just full of jerks. Like they're just they're rough. Like they they'll do the dirty stuff that I that I can't stand that shit. And uh, this one big guy on D, he's always doing dirty stuff. And every time I get near him, I was like, hey, man, that was a sick play. Hey, man, that was really good when you did this or that. And I, I'll point out something that he did. Thanks, Browner. Like, Thanks, man. And, like, I, knocked me down, caught me before I fell. Caught me before I fell and apologized. Right? Like, I'm just, trying, I'm just a nice guy. I'm just here for fun. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So, speaking of kind of fun and we were talking about that initially you guys like your close-knit group and I, I just noticed your shirt the golf fathers so how do you yeah, keep yeah. that report how do you keep that report going like off the ice or off the rink and you know off the softball field apparently what do you guys do we just rip each other all the time like all the time like during if you if you actually were near our bench in between games there might if we have a minute I bet 15 seconds is like let's go boys let's get it together let's go next period the next 45 seconds will just be about ripping some, somebody for something they did last night, last year, two years, five years, 10 years. Like, like the insults will like carry over. It doesn't matter. Right. So uh, it's like, there's one guy that's still ripping people for uh, ripping our goalie for having a goatee in 2013, you know, like, cause you don't like goatees. What's it matter to you? He's also the one that Sullivan mentioned that uh, he chirped the Arsenal guy about diabetes. That the guy was a little late. <laughs> But he actually, what he actually says, what is your problem? You, you obviously have type two diabetes. Uh, like he actually specifies which type of diabetes he has. Because he's a doctor. He's not just a ball hockey player. He's actually a doctor. Oh, for, for he's a doctor of being a piece of shit. He's just, he's one of my, like I've known him for a long, long time. And uh, he's actually, <laughs> like we always had, we've always had a team of like, everybody's a really nice guy. Or he's a piece of shit. But he's ours, <laughs> so we love him. And uh, like, you really—if you didn't know him, you'd just be like, "What the hell is this guy's problem?" Like, it's just, he's so opinionated in every single way about anything. Yeah, like you wearing your hat backwards, you're done. Don't wear khakis. Well, <laughs> don't don't man. wear cargo shorts. <laughs> like, don't do anything around Purdy. <laughs> the important thing is, there's no one on our podcast who's like that at all. So that's good. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's you, eh? <laughs> but, uh, Don't ask. Hey, hey, speaking of things we can use against somebody later, Shawnee, I think you need to show the world your new update. Really? We're doing this. Oh, my God. Freshly born baby boy. Come on. On it out. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm writing this down. Hold on. A week really beautiful, Sean. I gotta go super uncool right now and just do something real quick. Mom, Milo. Oh jeez. Just kidding. I actually need a, I actually need a charger for my phone. I just wanted your attention. Sin. I need a charger. My phone's gonna die. It's working. We're good. I still got five minutes. Oh my god, dude. We need to bring you back so much. Hey. This is the episode that people need, man. 
<laughs> There's going to be some people dying on the floor laughing. Sean's got a cue ball head. It's dying right now. The whole thing's crashed. Thank you to the best girlfriend that I have. He'd be uh, he'd be good boots on the ground since we can't make it to. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, that was good. I'm glad you finally said it. Somebody had to say it, Hulk, so I'm glad it was hey, you. What? I have no idea. No clue. Yeah, Hulk, no, nobody knows what me? you're talking about. No. Not at all. He'd be good boots on the ground for tournaments that we don't make it to. Like, he'd oh, be good yeah, for yeah. that. Yeah, they did mention that one time. Could you grab me a beer, too? Thanks. <laughs> Well, hey, I was gonna say when you showed the golf, uh, the golf jersey, you ever had one of these guys? Oh yeah, oh, I love those. Palmer. Oh, Spike, Spike, that. Yeah, dude. That. Yeah, it's great on a summer day. Yeah, yeah, any day. Give yeah. them a shot. Overcast spring day. Yeah. All right. Oh, so what here. Nice here. Oh, today's miserable, but. Uh, Obviously, tons of stories. He came out telling probably one of the better ones I've heard in quite some time about in Tampa. What else do you guys have? Like, oh, yeah. in, in Tampa? Thank you. Uh, in Tampa, actually, once, so when we go there, uh, we'd always rent like a minivan, and I, uh, I always got the insurance put on it, and we call it the A-Team van. You know, I remember the TV show, The A-Team. I drove oh, yeah. it over curbs, sidewalks. It didn't matter. I didn't give a break. Right. And uh, so this one time we're, we're lost in this little town where the tournament is and I'm driving. There's six of us in the van. We're all sweaty, you know, uh, no seatbelts on, nothing. And we're driving and I'm coming around this like little water thing. And I realized we're actually been driving about a minute in the wrong direction. Like it's a one way and we're going the wrong way. So I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, frick. And so then I was like, hang on, boys, A team. And I go right up onto the sidewalk, over somebody's lawn, across the street, up another sidewalk, over another lawn, and I start going the other way. But before like, I turn that final left to come back the way I was going, the car sitting in the parking lot right there is a state trooper. And he just comes flying over, pulls us over right away, and he comes, and I'm like, before he even gets to the car, I'm like, sorry, sorry, stupid Canadian, stupid Canadian. He's like, comes up to the window, he's like, too stupid you put your seatbelts on pretty fast and I'm like uh I'm so sorry sir he's like what in the hell were you doing I was like I was driving I realized I was going the wrong way and then didn't you see the sign I saw the sign when I was going the wrong way and I turn around and I come back and then you're pulling me over where are you going I was like we're going back to Clearwater all right what are you gonna do you gotta go down here take a right go left now get to the highway break down there and I don't know what your rules are like in Canada but around here we wear a seatbelt have a good day. And I couldn't resist. I go, actually, in Canada, seatbelts are optional. I don't think they are, sir. <laughs> Let's just go. <laughs> that was his main concern, was not you driving over a curb and through the lawn. Oh, he was oh, like, buckle up if you're going to drive like that. Lawn, sidewalks, it didn't matter. I didn't care. <laughs> you guys are reckless, man. So yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when you guys are out and about, are there any teams that, uh, I guess, frequent with you guys because you guys seem like you really can burn the midnight oil is there anybody else that comes out and goes with you and tries to go beer for beer or? well the saints tried for a bit a few of those guys are soft eh but uh the americans the americans party with us in the i think pittsburgh last year a little bit um i like we all seem to like all the mass guys yeah like uh jonesy and kaduko were my like favorite guys from the saints and then Corey. and i don't say who my favorite people are but but uh, but uh, the Americans definitely get along with uh, quite well. They party with us all. Good guys. Like we, stay at a different, we stay at a different hotel than everybody uh, else when we go to Philly. And they let us, <laughs> they let us use, you know, like the breakfast area that everybody, families are at, everything, right? So the guy was super nice the first year. The second year, you know, come back. Yeah, you guys, they let us go party there as late as we want, you know, like, we can make as much noise as we want. We don't have to get our rooms. We can the, the other guests uh, way. And we, uh, he comes to me on the, the Sunday morning. And he's like, James, I just, uh, or Saturday morning, he's like, James, um, I have no problem with you guys partying. And, like, we're playing. We have poker, beer pong. There's uh, 
video games set up, everything set up there that you could imagine, right? And uh, he's like, I have no problem with you guys partying there and uh, having people over. No, no problem. But I just have one request. Can you guys please shut her down by 4.35 because my cleaners come in at 5.30 and the breakfast opens at 6. So they're bringing in these big blowers, like doors open, blowing off all the beer smell. <laughs> he felt bad having to ask me if it was okay, and he's the GM of the hotel. <laughs> uh, I love that. Dude, you freaking blow my mind. You blow my freaking <laughs> mind. Uh, unbelievable. So uh, are, are all these crazy stories just you coming and terrorizing Americans, or do you guys uh, – you know, uh, are there any good tournaments up in Canada that you guys, uh, you know, frequent that you've had a good experiences with? Uh, we go to we've we've never really taken our actual team to Barry. Don't we? And we never got to go to nationals or uh, provincials because we were never affiliated before. Really, we didn't get to play much, and like we've never gone to nationals. We'd love to go, like compete against those teams, but it's never. You'd have to go win a qualifier, and then. Last year's qualifier was the weekend after Pittsburgh. So we lost six of our top players and we had to pick up some good players, but they're not, you know, what we lost. So, uh, yeah, I mean, no, not really. We don't party much in Canada. It's way more fun in the U.S. Way more fun. Oh, I'm glad you're a fan. What's the best tournament of the year? I love, um, I love Niagara, the, the clash, but uh, Corey's, uh, Corey's Pittsburgh tournament is uh, is right up there now. It's only been one tournament. It's it's definitely the best. Philly's always like I'll always go to Philly, but uh, Pittsburgh's the best. When we first started, actually, I was going to the Mark Madden, the Mark Madden, his tournaments in Pittsburgh. We were playing in uh, D, and and then we played C, and someone told us like there's a way better tournament, like a, like higher level in Philadelphia. And so the following year, we went to that. We walked in, we saw a guy get blastered into the glass we're like what do we just sign up for and uh you know we lost out to the fusion that year it was our first time really like seeing the u.s ball hockey and stuff and, and uh yeah we were like super addicted that's crazy i can't believe that you guys compete with like the gods and all these other teams and you guys are just out you know, there living the freaking dream man yeah screw the court. tale of two things uh, right <laughs> yeah the uh you know, the gods last year, we played them three times. They beat us in uh, Philly, obviously, 4-3 in overtime. Uh, and then they beat, we tied them in Niagara 3-3, and then we lost 2-1 to one to them in Niagara. So we're right there with them. And, you know, the one thing that I, I really love reminding, uh, like, the Americans and the Saints and stuff is uh, we only play arena ball hockey three and a half months a year. We play from mid-April till August, and then we're done. The rest of the time we have to play in crappy gyms or uh, three on three in deck. Like we don't get to play. Uh, we don't get to play in the arena. And we love the arena. So that's a little, you guys are coming into some of these tournaments. The time. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You're coming. You're coming into these tournaments cold. You know, starting the first. Time, start. The first time we play arena is when we show up to Philly. That's the first time we play since the Niagara tournament. And Niagara Tourney, the first time we play since we go to Boston or Barry. So from September till March, the only time we play is we, if we play the three tournaments or maybe go to Harrisburg. So, yeah. You guys got to work on that because if you, you had that consistency and played year-round, we might oh. have a new number one. Yeah, we drink a lot more. <laughs> For sure. No, I, I don't get it. I mean, <laughs> you guys have a – do you guys have a bunch of dudes on the team that are just like stallions that also just stay up all night and have have drinks and oh, stuff yeah. like that? Or like, oh my god! I was going to say, there's no way you guys can keep up with them. These two clowns. Uh, one year we had to play the 7 a.m. game in uh, Philly. I think three years ago, and two of our better players didn't go to bed. And when I came down in the morning, they were like, obviously didn't go to bed. It was like 6:30, and or maybe earlier because we played the 7 a.m. game. And I'm like, you friggin' idiots. And they're like, don't worry, don't worry. And we won that game 2 nothing. They both scored. <laughs> so, it's crazy. It's that's, just, that's so you crazy. Can, you can party, but you got to be able to play. But that, maybe that's why people say, you know, you gas out or whatever. It's, we've, not, we've done the not party as hard thing, and our results are the same. Like, and 
going back the last three years, I think we've been in, uh, until Niagara, this past Niagara, we've been into at least the semifinals in every tournament we've entered, which is good for what us. Right? Wait, so you guys have never had a night where you just like, it got away from you and then you woke up in the morning and you were just like, oh yeah, we're going to lose like from the first puck drop and you're like, never. Oh, we let, we no. let it go. No, no, never. I don't believe you, but I love it. No, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. There's, it's, ne- it's never, no, no. Because we, we would, everybody's got to be held accountable, right? Like if you, you can go do it, you can stay up all night, but you better be good the next day. You better be good or else you'll just be ripped apart. So everybody, you know, and we, and we really do have three really, really, like I consider number one. I have to put one, two, three, but we have three first lines. We can play. We can play the defensive style. We can play the offensive style. We can play the rough style. We have players that do everything, and our three lines bring everything to the uh, to the game, right? So we don't get bullied. Uh, we, we can score. We have good goaltending. You know? And we and when we play, we play a style that we're all used to. Wait, so are you like kind of pulling the strings from the bench as far as like, you know? Yeah. coordinating things like hey you know this lines up next and these guys doing this and that absolutely. or is it sort of just yeah, a, yeah? absolutely yeah yeah so i like that's why i'm fourth liner and uh proud to do it i'll get in there and run i'm also the oldest guy so but uh jackie moon no jackie moon yes but but uh yeah no i definitely i tell them like i'm the one telling the guys who's up who's going and nobody like nobody really complains if they do, they're cut. Just kidding. <laughs> I like it. We're we're gonna change the mentality of our teams now. No complaints. Uh, like champion. Yeah, like with the exception of maybe one guy, nobody cares who scores the goals or how many points they have or any of that stuff. All we care about is that we're on to the next game. It's like the, we're doing whatever it takes to win the game to get to the next. One. So, you know, we uh, we did win Boston a couple of years back, and we were down two nothing early to the Americans. We were down four two to the Americans. We end up coming back. You know, the guys will always, always keep going. What's your guys' biggest win? Like, is there one that just sticks out where you're like, oh man, I think we epic comeback, whatever, and then we just let it ride the next day? Our blown losses are all that I can think of. <laughs> our blown, our blown leads. Like, uh, you know, we were, uh, we were actually in the finals against the War Pigs in early like 2011 or something, and I ran the goalie twice. Two penalties, they scored on both power plays. That hurt. But, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think of, like, I only think it's a bad thing. I, I guess that's, that's the Canadian story, and the story did nothing. But, uh, no, I don't – there's no real big wins. We, we won Boston, but, you know, there's only the Americans and the Saints there, really. But, yeah, no big wins. Like we've beaten all the like we've beaten the gods, even though they dummied us a couple of years ago, and you know, like we've beaten the teams that seem to beat us when it's you know our semifinals and finals losses. We just got to beat them at the right time. Yeah. Well, maybe we can transition here and and uh, introduce us. Maybe get us a better idea of the team. Like, who do you guys have in net? Like, what's the starting line look like? Who's the biggest scrapper? Who's the guy that I guess you alluded to that? A lot of scoring goals all the time. Oh, that's Rayom. Rayom's our he's our superstar scorer. He's six foot four, super okay looking, and uh, he's got a bomb. He's got dangle speed. He's he's very very good. He's definitely our best uh, offensive player. Uh, our center is my best friend. He could be uh, as well as Rayom. Those two could be Team Canada, no problem. But they'll never get a look because they're in Ottawa. Uh, our number one defenseman, the guy who made fun of the diabetes guy, pretty he's the best defenseman in every tournament he goes to, but never gets a look, you know, like it's it's really funny how it works for us. But uh, yeah, so we, and we have two goalies now, uh, three goalies, technically we have three goalies. One, the one Mitch, so we have Austin and Mitch and Mitch told me a story when we, cause we never brought a backup goalie with us until finally uh, one of our players, Bake, he's like, Oh, my goalie in this, league would come and just sit on the bench he's totally cool to do that I was like, all right sure so he drives down with me and he tells me he's like do you remember this tournament like uh four or five years ago uh this little gym you guys like dummied everybody he's like yeah yeah like you remember like some guy asking you you know what it takes to get on the godfathers I'm like yeah 
He's like, it was me. <laughs> and you, but your answer was, we don't let just anybody on the Godfather. <laughs> and he's like, but now here I am. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> RD, uh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, you should have just like turned around and looked at him and be like, dude, it's patience. I just need to make sure you're yeah. dedicated. Five years yeah, later, sir. you're on. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to let a 16-year-old kid on our team. <laughs> yeah but uh no we definitely uh our, our starting line you know we picked up uh some guys that are just so ottawa and quebec are right beside each other so just across the river is gatineau part of quebec and uh so Gatineau is obviously really huge in quebec uh so one of the top teams there who plays in the top level when they go to the uh Burroughs cups and everything the young guns we have a couple of those guys playing with us now too Obviously, they help offensively. They're amazing, good guys too. Like that's the main thing. Minus Purdy, like all good guys, right? So, uh, you know, like Bain and uh, we had a, we were gonna have another guy make a debut with us uh, in Philly, but unfortunately, obviously, it was canceled. So, you know, now Pittsburgh's canceled. Our Nationals is can everything's canceled. So, so we're looking for tournaments. <laughs> I can think of one in July. Yeah, well, open. Yeah, how do you get over that border? Didn't he build a wall already uh, on this side now? I was actually pushing for the Canadian border, but apparently <laughs> I don't have any support. <laughs> yeah, I think the borders are still closed, but we're still planning, I mean, kind of future to July, right? So it's a couple months away. What's your tournament? It's the week. Actually, I'll pull it up. It's. I'll tell you the exact date. It'll be the yeah. weekend of the, thir the 13th. It was, on, it was literally like on my birthday last year. Yeah, it's usually the week after the 4th of July, which yeah. is, I have my calendar. Uh, it'll go July 8th through the 12th. All right. Hmm. Well, you never know, boys. We might have to do that if uh, the border's open. We'll see what happens in the next month. Oh, I, I would say you guys would have a great time there, too. Well, I don't do doubt it. it. <laughs> It's so much fun. I'm not even kidding. It's like a gigantic tailgate. Like it's so, it's just so ridiculous, man. There's tents everywhere. We we pitch in on every episode. I feel like I'm a freaking, I feel like a hack. Like I feel like I'm just like a salesman for this tournament. Yeah, they should be giving you some cash for that. It's the like it sounds just like the boroughs in the, you know, that run the circuit in Montreal. We had a boroughs here in Ottawa last year for the first time, but uh, you know, for us to play, everybody has to travel. You know, minimum an hour and a half, two hours to go to the tournament for that. And it's a one day. Is yours a one day or? No, it's no, it, it's, it's live. Yeah, it's much different too. So like this one also, like the boroughs, I think it's it's kind of a tournament style. So there's really not a lot of uh, face-offs, right? And ours, yeah. you, you have face-offs. So you have a lot more. Uh, I'd say it's yeah, you saw you can celebrate your goals because after you score, you know the face off. You could get your line changes in. Where Burroughs Cup, you know, it's just score and go again. So this one brings that more like, typical hockey feel to it. Not to mention, like the open division is absolutely insane for talent. Yeah. Well, on Burroughs, if you touch anybody, it's a power play. That's all I see. Every time I, when we play in the deck in Gatineau, if if you go look at our stats in the last four or five years, I guarantee our Penalties to power is, is like eight to two, like it's ridiculous. And I'm not even I'm not even making it up. Like I'm not making it up. Like it's such a soft. It's it's frustrating. Like it's it's, it's enough to make you quick. Like it, every time you bump somebody, it's small. Like you should be allowed to make contact and stuff. But uh, for whatever reason, there it's just the stats don't lie. <laughs> it's very frustrating. Hey boys, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop and go to the bathroom here real quick. Keep her moving. Cool. Yeah, there's a there's a little bit more banging in this one too. I mean, yeah, you can't just I, flat I, I out. Saw that. Yeah, you can't fight off and run somebody. Yeah. They, no, but you, you should be able to bump and battle with people. Exactly. Right? Like as long as you're not getting out of hand and everybody's cool with it, like it's gonna play on. Yeah, that's that's oh, what I like to hear. Yeah, not to mention the atmosphere. Like Mock was talking about it, though it's absolutely insane. Like. Mm -hmm. We there's a grocery store high V down the street, and like a couple of years ago, we drank them out of bush light <laughs> because everybody was going and like we that's what we drink here. And like they had run out of thirty racks because just nice. the constant traffic back and forth. Those <laughs> it's great. That's good. Well, we'll have to. I, uh, we'll definitely have to look at doing that. Yeah, for sure. Like I actually gotta look that up. 
if not this year, maybe next year. We have a big we have a big boating weekend planned in July. We rent two boats, boats and go up the river and just party. I'll do that here. We've got a giant one. <laughs> it's right <Okay>. there. <laughs> Mississippi. Um, hey, Mark, I'm going to actually do the same thing. Do you want to kind of jump in? Yeah. Drive for a minute? Not a problem, brother. You guys, have, you guys have one Arnold Palmer and you can't hold it or what? Oh, it's not an Arnold Palmer in here. But, uh, <laughs> Shackleford. Going on, a, going on a road trip with Shackleford is like having like a two-year-old or something it's ridiculous it's every it's not stop every, every three no. miles or something yeah oh, that's, you never, it, never last in my truck buddy you never last in my truck. He, no he I, wears uh he wears the pens just to just to get by no like my I, truck. I'll, I'll admit that i'm terrible chicago's only like a three-hour drive from here and i'll stop twice come on yeah that's awful yeah my truck has two coolers in the back seat on the floor <laughs> Yeah, driving to Pittsburgh last year was pretty rough. Yeah. I'll let you guys make fun of me. Oh, it's like 12 hours. We stopped and we stopped and stayed overnight and then picked it up the next morning. But I'll let you guys talk about my horrible travel and I'll be right back. Yeah, wait, so do you guys get after it the second you gas up the trucks and go or do you kind of wait yes. for the destination there? Uh, well, we wait till we cross the border usually. Well, yeah, and I was going to say, you were telling the story before we started recording this, but uh, uh, you had that interesting run in there at the border where they were fingerprinting you and stuff. It seems like everywhere you go, you end up turning a worst-case oh, scenario yeah. into a best-case scenario. Just smile, man. Just smile. That's all I do. And just be nice. That's all you can do. Just smile and be nice. Have that uh, but yeah, be my so friend. Tell us what happened crossing the border. Uh, that time, I we were... Uh, they're crossing the border and they were, when I told them, we gave them the passport, they, uh, they were looking for a James Dean Brown and, but they didn't tell me this. They just said, you just pull over to the right. We go inside and it's like being in the bank, right? So you're just sitting there waiting for your turn to get called up, call up. And they end up uh, just telling me like, listen, we're looking for this James Brown. Um, uh, he's wanted for such and such, but we can clear you. So you won't have any headaches, but we need to get your fingerprint. So you have to come in with us and get fingerprinted. And I'm like, all right, sure. So I go in the back. And meanwhile, I'm telling them all about ball hockey. They're like, so, so what can you do? What do you wear? And so meanwhile, I'm getting fingerprinted. I'm telling them all this stuff. And one of them goes, are you, uh, are you a little nervous? Your hands are shaking. It's like, I'm at the border getting fingerprinted. I can be a little shaky. And I started telling them <laughs> about ball hockey. Like, I'm like, you know, so the guys are in the truck with me. They're all, like, watching from the bank. And they're just, see like, further in, just me, like, pushing a guy, banging another guy, like, you can do this, you can't do this. And at the end, they're, like, walking me out, big, big smiles on their faces. But another time we got stopped at the border because uh, the, they asked if we have any tobacco, and one of our guys said, uh, yeah, I have uh, some Cuban. And he's like, uh, excuse me? He's like, yeah, I have some Cuban cigars. <laughs> and apparently you're not allowed Cuban cigars, right? So they pull us over. Uh, we go into the bank. <laughs> we sit in the bank. And they come back and they're like, uh, so many, I told them that I had, uh, 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 we each had a 2-4. And so they asked us, uh, come up here for a second. Say so you have a 2-4? I'm like, yeah. It's like, you each have a 2-4? I'm like, yeah. Go sit down. You, come up. Like, you have, uh, you say you have Cuban cigars? Yeah. Like, you have a pack of Cuban cigars? Yes, I do. So they come, <laughs> the guy comes in from the outside. First thing he says is like, is this what you think Cuban cigars are? And they were a pack of like Swiss cigarellos. He's like, yeah, Cubans, like they're like my cigars. Like he's, do you even realize the difference? He doesn't even like think that that's a thing. And then they asked me like, could you sign this paper saying that you guys all just have a two four? I'm like, okay, do you guys know what a two four is? They're like, yeah, like two four pack. Like, no, 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 like a two four, like, 24 beers in a pack. We each have one. And he's like, I've never heard that. Like, it's the thing. Like, have you heard it? And somebody at the other desk, like, yeah, yeah. I think Canadians call like, like what we call, I think you guys called it a flat or something else. Like, uh, yeah, they call it two fours. And like, all right, get out of here. Go, oh, you're good. So we seem to, uh, so nobody, like there's certain guys who don't want to drive in the truck with me when we cross the border. No, we'll say a 24 pack. 
But usually what you're going to see in Iowa is a 30 rack. The rack is 30. Comes yeah. in a big yeah, old have, cube. Yeah, we have 30. We have 30 packs. We have 48 packs. We have 60 packs. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, well, the craziest what? thing that I saw. Is he, wait, is 64 packs? 60 packs. 60, 60 packs. This is the thing that really disappoints me about this country. Is we could have a, 60 beers in a case and it doesn't exist. Like, can we not like get on board and innovate? That is upsetting to me. I'll so, push back on that. Okay. I'll push back on that only because Shaq, if you saw last year when they had the entire pallet at High V for like a thousand dollars. No, it was, it was fifteen hundred bucks, and it was literally the pallet yeah. that they ship it on. Like, it's got a pallet, and it's still shrink wrap, like all the plastic around it. But it's that those are individual 30 racks. I, I want a cardboard box with 60 beers in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, uh, when we, we just did it, so we do our, uh, we do a golf tournament every year, like our own, just for fun, stupid idiots. Like, so many gimmick holes, spin the wheel. Everybody starts off with a Mickey of uh, Fireball. If you finish it by uh, the ninth hole, uh, you get a stroke off your score, stuff like this. So, uh, Henter drew up a map. And we had we parked my truck in the uh, like the corner near the tenth hole, and we the both side compartments open, so it's filled with beer. We parked uh, his car in the neighborhood that you have to cross through in the in the golf course, and we left the back open with cooler full of beers. We stopped in the one area, dragged a cooler uh, into like the sixth hole, and like hid it in the bushes by the tee deck because we knew we we're taking out like we we're like eight groups coming through, right? And uh, at the end of the tournament, the owner of the, the course was so mad. This is in the Quebec side. Uh, we had hid 400 beers in the on his course for our for our tournament. <laughs> we had 400 beers. <laughs> no, that's unbelievable. But so when the one thing that I learned was when we were going out to uh, Corey's tournament out in Pittsburgh, the farther we got, the closer we got to the ocean because we're coming from the Midwest, the crazier the laws got. And every time we would stop, they would be like, yeah, we can, we can sell you a drink, but it can't be warm. Or we can sell it to you, but you can only buy, whatever, make up some crazy law and they probably have it on the books. But do you guys have any stories like that where you're cutting through and, you, and they, like, they think you're dumb because you're trying to buy just oh regular stuff? It's Pittsburgh drove me nuts. We stopped at one place, she told me, I went in to buy like uh, whatever, a hundred, hundred and some beers, and she told me that they, they would only, they would only, uh, you could only buy a twelve pack per person or something like that. I'm like, what? That's what happened to me. But they called yeah, it two. No, she goes, we can, we can give you two six packs, and I was, was like, grocery store. Wait, so a twelve pack or two six packs? Yeah. So she kept, she had to keep ringing it through as separate things. It was an old woman, and she was so slow. It's like 9.30 at night, and she's just, it's like 12 different transactions, so slow, so slow. And then, and then also, uh, I think it was uh, Boston, one of my buddies, he's a cop, and he, uh, one of our players, and he was with us. Uh, he's already in the McDonald's, and I had stopped to get beer, so I pick up a 2-4. I walk into the McDonald's, and this woman tells me, you can't bring that in here. I said, What? He's like, you can't bring the two four in the McDonald's policy. Like, there is no goddamn policy for bringing a two four closed into McDonald's. Don't even start. I can take this into a courthouse carrying it. It doesn't matter. I can carry wherever I want. It's not open. I was like, just serve me. I'll take this, this, and this. And she just like, you know, was super like mad about it, but still like took my order. And she doesn't know that. Keith is my buddy. So I go stand beside him and loud enough for her to hear, I go, hey, buddy, you want a beer? <laughs> she, she fucking just went, that's it! <laughs> How are you not barred so from the country by now? He was so mad. Oh, my God. We were in, when we were in Tampa, we were in Tampa. This was when a couple of the states were with us. And we're in this hotel. I go to this hotel. We went every time to this hotel, like, security Pete knew me, the front desk know me, like, they're, we're friends on Facebook, right? Like, as soon as they come in, they make sure I have the right rooms over the, over the uh, pool, I would call them ahead of time, like, they just, 
we'd go to the the shepherds like the main bar there like bouncers front like the girl working the cash remembered me every time like just let us in took care of us every time like we were celebrities and we so the two boston guys are drunk out of their mind with one of our guys and uh all, so we're, we're making a lot of noise some old guy comes out complaining by the elevator sure enough Something happens where I'm not going to say which guy did it, but I'm pretty sure one of the Saints guys pulled the fire alarm. So the friggin' fire alarm's going off. This old guy that's yelling at us, we're getting in the elevator. He takes a swing at my buddy Holden. Holden's our fighter, like our little fighter. Like everybody hates him. They call him the little ginger gnome, all this stuff, right? Like he just, he's like, looks like a little MMA guy. Like he loves to go, right? And so the guy takes a swipe at Holden. Holden, the guy says, that's it. And the door closed. Like, hold on, hold on. So we go down. We find find uh, one of the Saints guys. <laughs> He's on the fourth floor. So we're on the sixth. Fire alarm apparently goes off on the fifth. We find him on the fourth in the stairwell. We bring him up. We put him in our room. We go downstairs. It's, again, two in the morning. All the families, kids, everybody's in the front desk. We come around the corner, and that old guy's there. And because of my hair, everybody remembers me. He's like, and that's the guy that pulled the fire alarm. That's why we're all, I'm like, it wasn't, what? <laughs> and, and the cops are there, fire department, all these families just looking at me, kids holding teddy bears. Like I just ruined their world, right? <laughs> so the, cop, the cop's like, come here. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dust all your fingers for uh, the, the residue or whatever. And then Hunter, my best friend, smartest guy in the world, he's like, well, if you're gonna, <laughs> Check our fingers. Then you gotta check everybody else's in here's fingers. Cause you can't just. And then the guy's like, "Who do you think you're talking to?" He gets all mad. Go to your room. So we all go to our room. Everybody goes back to the room. The next morning, the the, the front desk manager calls us. Like, James, are you okay? I heard you got blamed for something. Don't worry. We know it wasn't you. Like there's. Oh, we started. Care. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely unbelievable. But uh, I noticed you said you got a guy who's, you know, not afraid to throw the gloves. How often does that oh, yeah. actually come into play? Oh, the Saints guys love him when we play with him. Yeah, when we were playing with them, and I don't even know where. Right. Anyways, he actually got in an all-out fight with a guy, and they both got double minors, and they just Saints just love him. He, he fights – he gets into it fairly often because people just are drawn to him. Right? He'll play hard, and as soon as things happen, then he'll obviously – go that next level he'll do something stupid he'll chop he'll do something bad and then, and then it's all at war right so, yeah that's wild well i think we're we're painting a, a picture of you that you're just you know mr nightlife or whatever but i, I am you play nice hockey guy. too right i mean you play hockey too you got to be pretty good oh, yeah. to be on your guys' team so uh you know tell us, i mean you say you're a you say you're a fourth liner now maybe um, more of a whatever manager, player, coach kind of guy, but uh, there had to be a heyday in there. Oh yeah, I used to be able to score and stuff. I still, I still chip in here and there, but uh, no, like it's, I'm, I definitely don't have the talent or anything. All I, I, the last thing I have is speed, which I'm losing during the Corona days, right? So my, uh, my weight's going the wrong direction, unfortunately. No, that's all right. Everybody's struggling with it, man. But so there's no hockey right now. There's no nowhere to Anything? go, nowhere to be. You said you're looking for tournaments. What are you doing to get by? Uh, well, you know the Canadian government's giving everybody ten thousand dollars a month, right, so that they can uh, survive during the coronavirus. You guys know that? So that's like two hundred dollars American just for everybody at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was just kidding on the amount. But, uh, no, I've been actually volunteering, and uh, I started, like, right when it all, uh, uh, when things, right before things shut down, or right when they shut down, uh, one of the business owners in Ottawa, he owns a bunch of restaurants, bars, and things, uh, donated a bunch of money and started building food boxes with, you know, pasta, fruits, uh, milk, bread, you know, all the, nece all the necessities for, like, a, a small family or whatever, and... Uh, so people could just call that need are in need older people who can't get out. And uh, I've been going, uh, going in basically Monday to Friday for three, four hours a day. Uh, there's just 10 of us that are like the main people that'll, you know, we have like a, like a system. We're all nice and far away, gloves, masks, 
and uh, we'll go we'll go around putting like an assembly line of food, and the, then we'll have lists and drivers show up. The volunteer drivers will then take it to the elderly people or uh, people in need. So I've been doing that for the last three weeks to a month, I guess, and uh, so that's how my days are kind of going. And I bought a PS4 for the rest of the time. All the all of the boys are playing, you know, hockey and golf now and everything else. Well, that's good. I think uh, there's a common theme that I think everybody sees within the hockey community, and it's people aren't afraid to give back. Honestly, like to kind of take this to a serious note for a minute. I mean, everybody's a part of the same community, even if you do get snubbed by Team Canada every once in a while. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Shackleford, you want you want to ratchet it up and go rapid fire? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to lead it? I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll kick her off. Uh, so we've heard a hundred of the stories or whatever, but what is, what's the first thing you put in the cooler? What's your favorite drink? Well, my favorite drink doesn't exist anymore. And that was bubblegum vodka. It was uh, three olives. I don't know if you guys ever had it. And from there was uh, the dude vodka, three olives. Oh, those are the best. Um, I told you he was going to be a vodka guy, didn't I? Oh yeah. Vodka. I don't drink anything else. Like so many just, Somebody will give me a vodka water, I'll just throw it in their face. Like, if you don't know what I want, then don't bring me a drink. Like, oh, it's extra. I don't drink rye and Coke or whatever. If it's not, if it ain't white, it ain't right. So, but I uh, definitely want to, I like sugar, right? A big candy guy. Seven Up, any kind of uh, vodka, flavor vodka, and Seven Up, I'm down. Yeah. But if it's beers, I go through cycles. You know, the colored part of me wants Heineken all the time. The white part of me goes Corona. What's the uh, what's the morning after meal pregame meal? A pregame meal? I don't. I barely eat actually. Probably I had Fruit Loops today. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I do not eat healthy. If you ask any of my friends, like you'll know that chips and candy is pretty much what I live on, and maybe one meal a day. Jeez. Okay, so you play Celine Dion if you guys lose, yeah. but if you're at the if you're at the karaoke bar. You get oh, one song. What are you going to serenade me with? Uh, the Humpty Dance. I won the uh, karaoke uh, at a bar downtown Boston on the Sunday night after a tournament. Uh, so I won the karaoke that night. And then a couple years before. <laughs> with the Humpty we, we, Dance? Yeah, yeah, I'm really good. And uh, <laughs> really good, just ask me. But uh, a couple years before, when the Saints won the Boston tournament, half those guys, like the good ones, not like the Duggins and stuff, but the good ones, they uh, came out and partied with us. And uh, we went, they took us to that karaoke bar, and Gaduco won the karaoke challenge or whatever. And imagine the, we, we were like 20 people in the bar, so all the applause, we dominated it. And we won like uh, 400 US, which we just put to our tab for the, like, the night. It basically covered almost our whole tab. It was great. Uh, yeah, but then they changed it to $100. It's only $100. But then I bought a guy a beer because he deserved to win because he was actually good, but I just had more. Time. What's uh, what's the favorite uh, favorite tournament kind of bar? Like, where's that at for you? Well, Shepherd's was good. I like Shepherd's in Tampa uh, because uh, it, it had like an outdoor part too. And one night we were going there. Another night we were going out, but it was raining, and I hate I can't get my hair wet. It looks like a matted cat kind of thing right so uh my buddy goes brownie why don't you just wear a shower cap so i rocked a shower cap the whole night outside in the bar <laughs> in the rain like it's just like people are coming up like taking pictures with me everything this is such a sick idea. so i think shepherds is the best bar uh the ones in philly that i did like they all shut down. there was like a good uh, country bar there i don't know if you like that sort of thing but they had the mechanical bull it was just fun to watch it throw uh, people around no, we're right in the heart of that action. Uh, but so speaking of a shower cap, uh, what's the best Halloween costume you've ever worn? Or is there one that you're planning to wear soon? Mm, I've never been a big Halloween guy. but uh, Don't lie to me. I just, no, if I told you, you'd go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Um, uh, I dressed as... Uh, <laughs> I, the only couple times I dressed up as 
because it was easy. Like I dressed as the guy from LMFAO, Red Foo, and I dressed up as uh, Warwick Brown from CSI, uh, Las Vegas. So if you're getting the theme, like I kind of stick to the people that look like me with minimum effort. Yeah, I'm not a big uh, costume guy. You could go Officer yeah. Ramasorn. <laughs> yes, I could. Super, I did, super. I did wear a tuxedo, uh, one of those bodysuit things where you're all uh, you're all covered up like skin suit. I did wear a tuxedo, one of those to the bar one night on Halloween. That was hard, though. That was tough to see. Unbelievable. Only the oh, last question I had here. Do you have any tattoos? Nope. I'm afraid. I feel like no. I'm no. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't. I'm beautiful. Why would I put graffiti on it? Yeah. My, uh, I just, I just, I worry about it hurting too much. And then I see every little chick has it. Like everybody has them, but I'm still too much of a winter. So. That's unbelievable. But dude, okay, so you have to have a life outside of all of these stories that you've been telling us. Like what, like, it's pretty much what is your actual life like? What do you do for a living? Like, how are you a person? I run a, like, uh, I run a small company called uh, Lulu Lounge. So we're like in a, event company we supply like really cool furniture and stuff for all the like, parties and events and things so the guys that work for me are all like my hockey buddies like you know a couple of the guys on our team actually work for me and uh, it's super easy laid back show up just get the job done and schmooze with everybody uh, like the way you see me is the way i actually am all the time all the time like with my family with you know like my work you ask anybody like yeah Wait. I'm cool with it. <laughs> I love it, man. Aye, aye, aye. Well, I'm hoping that you end up getting to our tournament here. I think it would be freaking amazing. I think you would love yeah, it, man. I, I really am hoping I will for, for sure. Yeah, if not this year, which is probably unlikely, we would definitely try and uh, make a move to do it the following year. Use this a summer tournament. Yeah. I don't know, Shaq. I, I'm 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 kind of tapped out here, buddy, and it's about dinner yeah. time for me. I know we've been going for a while, and I also am hungry. So, you know, five thirty plus the dogs over here whining constantly, so like she needs attention. It's kind of distracting. Now we'll wrap it up. So. My girlfriend's doing seriously, the same. man. Appreciate you coming on. I mean, the stories. Uh, I can't wait to read. Honestly, I can't re uh, wait to read the comment section for this and just see <laughs> what people say. And if anybody even makes it this far into our videos, I have literally no idea, but we'll bring you on again, probably a hundred more times. Tell us what you want to you know, know about this clown. Cause you're like a living cartoon character. I love it. You know, the one thing that I, that people don't know that I, I definitely want people to know is where the Godfather name came from. Does anybody like, yeah. people think because I'm, because I'm James Brown, right? The Godfather of soul, but that's actually not where the name came from. And it was uh, one of our buddies, Dave Samard, came up with it because our Henter had this condo right downtown Ottawa, like right in the market where all the bars, the partying is. And we all would go there and that's where our night started. We pre-drank, uh, go to the bar, back there post-drink. Like I'm talking like a thousand square foot condo with like 30, 40 people in it, you know, before the bars and after the bars. And he referred to him as the Godfather, like in the movie old school. Yeah. Right. When the, when uh, Vince Vaughn, when Luke Wilson shows up, he's like, here he is, the Godfather himself. And that's basically where the name was, was born. We were going to our first tournament, like our, our provincial tournament. And uh, he's like, we should call ourselves the Godfathers. I, like, I like it. So that's how the name actually started. And I wear 87 because of Donald Brashear, not because of Crosby. I wasn't even going to bring it up, man. That's a, <laughs> that's a heated debate I that I don't need to get into. There's no right answer there. Crosby. Yeah. I get beaked all the time. Oh. Yeah, like, no, no, for sure. The first guy to wear 87. Uh, yikes. That's how it is, too, with, like, guys who would wear 88 because of Lindros, and now Kane wears it. And they're like, oh, cool, Patrick Kane, man. Like, I feel bad. <laughs> no, there's only one. There's always can only be an original for a reason, right? <laughs> No, so I what, like it. That's what we did with our extra deck jerseys. I just randomly Googled, you know, like best 100 hockey names and the numbers. 
and we, one of them's 63, and everybody's like, oh, it's Brad Marshawn, Brad Marshawn. I'm like, no, I think it's like Jeff Bookaboom. And I picked it just because it's an awesome last name. I'm like, yeah, so yeah. Oilers. That's, Oilers. That's what, yeah. <laughs> this is what Womack always wears. And it's like, I'll give you my Marshawn, my Marshawn. I'm like, stop calling it that. It's not Brad Marshawn. <laughs> Pisses me off every who, time. I, who owns number one? <laughs> <laughs> Probably like Lundquist. That's the only person I can see that has a one on their jersey. Well, I think like George Hainsworth in 1932 with the uh, Montreal Canadiens. But whatever, whatever you can say. I was born in 88, so I wasn't around for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. Well, we'll uh, we'll definitely. No, Lundquist. What's that? I think Lundquist is 30. 30, yeah. 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 You know, goalies nope. in their numbers. Yeah, don't mess with my goalie numbers, man. I got you here. Who's 33? Who's 33? Patty Waugh. Ooh. That's right. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Uh, you guys know how I feel about goalies. So once we once we start diverging <laughs> into the goalie talk here, it's time for me to call it a day. Uh, but James <laughs> Brown, Ottawa Godfathers, uh, the Gulf Fathers, the everything else. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, but I think everybody kind of needed a break from uh, the monotony and, you know, throwing a little bit of a chuckle into everybody's life, I'm sure is greatly appreciated. So we'll have you on again for sure. Cause I'm sure there's a hundred like more man. stories. So, so we'll figure it out here. But uh, I mean, for Ryan Shackelford, Michael Holtz, Sean Clark, and obviously James Brown, I was Eric Mock this entire time. Make sure to check out Deck Hockey Focus. And we've been trying to put these more on Facebook. So tell us what you guys want to hear. And we hope you really do appreciate it. Stay tuned some more.